Hey guys, welcome back to Talk That. I'm Natalie. I'm Amanda. And we are from K-Junkies. K-Junkies. Which by now you should know. You say that every time. <laughs> well, if you watch the episodes, you know, in order, you you would know that by now. But um, so lately we've been kind of talking about, you know, what's been up in the K-pop world mostly with all these things that are coming out on the news. I said on the news. On the news? In the news. I mean, I guess it might be on the news in Korea. But today we kind of wanted to talk about obviously like our main platform that we use as k-junkies our youtube channel maybe we're not like the biggest k-pop youtubers obviously out there but some of you might be like oh like i want to start a youtube channel or like i want to do stuff with k-pop on youtube but how is it how is it for you guys or how does it go or how do you manage yeah with you know obviously like fandom opinions and whatnot so that's why we kind of today wanted to talk more specifically about our youtube channel yeah and our experience because this year will mark our sixth year Woo. as k junkies uh which is honestly a long time for like i guess how small we still are it's okay um, you say that every time because it um, is okay I, I do think that a lot of people, especially how we go about YouTube, um, in our case, because we're very, you know, honest with everything, we're, we're very true to our own craft, a lot of people don't realize how stressful it can be, even when you're not a big YouTuber. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I feel like it, it could be just as stressful because you're trying so hard to make content to you know, reach out to even more people, but if you don't you know, see a lot of feedback, it, it's stressful because it's, 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 it's discouraging. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and I don't think a lot of people don't realize how, how tiring it can be and such, especially if you don't have like a big team or something like that. Uh, or if you do a lot of videos. Or if you just like you work and stuff. Yeah, especially, I mean, a lot of YouTubers, you know, are not full-time YouTubers. Yeah, because it's really hard to be making money just strictly off of yeah, YouTube. Yeah, you'd have to be extremely successful when you're getting sponsorships and yeah. other deals outside of YouTube. There's a lot of misconceptions to YouTube that a lot of uh, viewers and commenters, yeah, I don't think they didn't realize. Um, but we can start off with, you know, yeah, like I said, we've been doing K-Junkies for six years. We've definitely changed a lot of stuff over time. When we first started the channel, because I've always wanted a YouTube channel, which I think I mentioned in our first episode. Episode, yeah. You know, I always wanted a YouTube channel, and then we made one, and we, I think our main focus definitely was kind of showing how multi-fandom we were, and spotlighting, like, underrated groups, and not just focusing on things that are new and trendy. Yeah. So, like, definitely one of the changes we obviously made that, like, maybe some people know probably not too much but we did have like an underrated segment when we first started a channel that we did keep up for quite some time yeah, uh we, but we, we, we like revamped that one like three yeah like times. three times but we unfortunately kind of like discontinued it because it was a lot of work especially research-wise and we just didn't have enough time to do it and that's why we kind of stopped also it, it feels like when we were covering these groups they were majority of them were like underrated groups that we were really knowledgeable on or like we were really attached to and then in recent years, like, we've basically covered all the groups that we yeah, like mostly wanted to talk about. We do love underrated groups, but as we've gotten older and at being K-pop fans for as long as we have, getting attached to small groups, like, we've felt the heartbreak. And it's a lot of energy to put into a group that you know probably won't really get much. And, and, and it's kind of like um, getting attached 
to groups nowadays is a lot harder for us. Like yes. we're very uh we we're multi-fandom and we like a lot of groups, but we don't um take the energy and the time to get too attached to a lot of groups like anymore. Used to, yeah. Because it just, you know, it's a lot of work and it kind of hurts. Like a lot of things have changed. Like I feel like members leave groups much more often nowadays yeah. and like groups disband out of nowhere. Nowadays, it's not just like, oh, their contracts are up and it's over. Because I feel like back then, like, at least, like, even if they weren't doing well, it was more like they would disband when their contracts are up. But yeah. but nowadays, groups are just disbanding. I guess that's another change we've had on our channel is what we react to in general. Like, we don't react to everything as much as we used to. Like, if you look back at our old videos, we would react to, like, the most randomest groups, like ICE. Do you remember Ice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, or like just Because I feel really... like back then we were trying to prove that like we we just knew everything. Yeah, but... Which, I mean, we, we're we very do. knowledgeable. Yeah. Like, I, I think we know a little too much sometimes. But like then after a while we were like, what's... There's really no point putting all this effort into reacting to something and editing it just for it to not do well. And it's not about, it's not like saying that it's about the views, because it really isn't, because it's not like we get that many views in the end anyway. Yeah. But to some extent, views do matter as a creator, because yeah, it's not like we just started this channel and it doesn't matter and you just need to put out stuff. We've had this channel for years, so we do need to make like a sacrifice now and then. Oh, we've reacted to this group before and no one really cared, so... Maybe let's yeah. skip on this one because why should I spend an hour of my time reacting to it? Just to get nothing. And editing it just for it to not really get any reception. Yeah, which I guess we can touch onto when we go into the comments. Because yeah. yeah, comments are just... Oh yeah. Another, but, uh, another story. <laughs> I really don't think people realize that reacting is kind of exhausting. Yeah. Especially when you react to a lot of things. Like, it's not just you sit in front of the camera and you watch a video. You have to kind of, you have to voice out your thoughts, you know? Because when I'm not reacting and I'm watching a video, I don't really say anything. Unless it's, like, really, like... Whoa, like if, yeah. Unless it's, like, really extravagant in some way that I do give a verbal reaction when I'm not in front of the camera. But majority of the time, I'm taking mental notes and I'm making mental comments. I don't really say stuff out loud. But when you're in front of a camera, you have to, uh, you know verbally say things you have to make sure you're gonna say something because nobody wants to watch yeah. reaction where you're it's kind of like if you're a performer but in this case we're not doing it in a fake way yeah um it's like you have to put your energy out there i don't know it, it's kind of exhausting to have to be expressive all the time when you don't generally do that especially like at least in my case i'm not a very out there person yeah like i'm very i'm pretty quiet and depends you know yeah but i'm i'm not as much of the bubbly person so that's also something that we get in comments sometimes where i'm like i'm sorry that i just look yeah. that way but it is kind of exhausting to do the same thing because you have to do the same preparation every time set up the camera set up the light set up the the computer, and then you gotta sit there and be like, "Hey guys, oh, like it's like a same, it's like a routine." I think, I think the biggest uh, thing with reacting is the editing, because there's like obviously you can do basic editing where you just kind of like you know put the video, overlay the video, and blah blah. blah. But if you want to like obviously make your videos pop, you do extra like zoom ins. Well, or, that's like, something that I've changed. Over yeah, yeah, time. that's something that because you, it, that's another thing you've we changed. did used, used to, to just do the video yeah. and whatever, which was an easy edit. Like that would take me like five minutes to do but now you know i want to make it a little more interesting Spicy. maybe a little more funny because people do like when you 
do kind of like crack editing, even though I don't really do it that crazy for a reaction. I do more of that editing for our, like our yeah. countdowns and stuff. But I'm like, I want, I don't want the reaction to just be a straight shot because yeah, yeah, it's, that's wanna, not interesting anymore. You want to give it some depth. So like I do try to make it a little more visually appealing if I can, but that takes more time. Yeah. So, you know, then I'm spending more time editing and... And that's all I do. I, I literally am yeah. an editor. I Especially edit when all the we time. Have to, when we have to edit multiple reactions. Hence why, you know, it's another reason why we cut down on reactions on certain groups. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, if Amanda's going to spend all day editing. And it's I have be, other things to yeah, do. Yeah, and she has other things to do. Like, there's no time. Especially, like, sometimes if, let's say, three videos that we did want to react to come out on the same day. Which, which happens, happens all the time. All the time. But that day... Natalie goes to work early. Then she'll come home late, and then we were a little too tired to react. Because if you're tired, you're not going to give a good reaction. And then people will be mad. And then people will be mad. They're like, you look like you hate this group. And I'm like, no, I was just a little tired that day, and I didn't give the best reaction, even though I didn't feel negatively about that video or group or whatever. So then we can't react. So it's kind of like, okay, if that happens, then... We have to roll over those three videos to the next day when we can react. But guess what? Three more videos come out too. So then you got like six videos that you need to react to. And then when that happens, what we do is we sit there and we're like, maybe we should sacrifice some of this. Maybe this group group is not going to really get much views for us. So people are not really going to care. So if they don't care, that's not bother because that's that's a lot of videos to, to react to and edit. You know how long it takes me to edit six reactions? A lot. Of oh, I bet. And it's exhausting. Like, I'm sitting there bored out of my mind because, like, reactions are not the most fun thing to edit. <laughs> um, especially when, you know, you already went through, you physically were in that reaction. Like, it's <laughs> difficult. In regards to reactions, since we're talking about reactions. Yeah, so with reactions, obviously, depending on, like, who you want to be as a YouTuber, whether you want to react to just like the big stuff or you want to be inclusive and react to everything um that's obviously up to you for us we like i well, like we mentioned before we used to basically try to react to everything and i mean like underrated like popular like random things super obscure groups obviously as we got older we kind of were like all right this is not worth all our time so now basically like how we kind of pick videos is mostly like we'll look into how the other reactions did for that group yeah so let for example well, i'll use a group as an example victim so we've reacted to victim before and it's not really a reaction that gets us a lot of views or like at least a decent amount of views where we're like okay like they're worth reacting to now since we've realized that we don't really react to victim we'll put it on k monthly because k monthly is a segment we made specifically for of videos we don't react to we'll be like okay well like we don't want to make a whole reaction to it but let's condense it into a segment so yeah. that we'll at least talk about it so that people will at least know a brief of like how we feel about that song yeah or that comeback. which i mean i think was a great idea because instead of making a six minute video to a reaction of of a song that we probably don't even really like we might not much, like if we don't like it that's not going to be a fun reaction to watch you know like People ask us, "Can you? why aren't you reacting to this group? I'm like, well, I watched this video already and I didn't like it and you wouldn't have liked it as a reaction. So isn't it better that we put in K-Monthly and talk about it for 15 seconds instead of being unhappy for six minutes? And the thing is, is too, like, we usually, like, based off the MV teasers, which groups nowadays release, like, multiple MV teasers, not just one, we usually have a pretty good idea of, like, 
if we won't if we will like the song or not yeah sometimes we could be wrong like sometimes we'll the teaser will be like i don't know and then we we do react to it and we're like oh yeah. this is a lot better that than happens that. but very rarely yeah. are we proven wrong yeah usually, majority of the time we can tell if it's not our cup of tea we know what what we style know, yeah, we like exactly yeah if we can tell it's not going to be our cup of tea, it's better that we just leave it for K-Monthly. Like, it's not going to be completely thrown out, like, uh, no. and not included in our channel in one way or another. No, it's like, it's not like we're never going to talk about it. We'll just condense it more. It's also, like, for us, too, which, you know, people are like, oh, well, you're biased or whatever. But if we know the group already, like, if we're if we have a connection to the group, it's a lot easier for us to have a reaction yeah. to them. Because especially we can have a reaction to the members. So, like... We'll obviously react to groups like like Dreamcatcher or like Monster X or whatever. Like we know the members, we already know their style of music. We we have an attachment to the members, so like it's easier for us to produce like a better reaction than us trying to like fake, you know. Which we don't like to be fake because that's one of the things our main things on our channels that we like to be honest with our opinions and with ourselves. Yeah. Like if we don't like something. We'll let you know whether it's a whole reaction or in the K monthly. We'll be honest. We'll be like, yeah, this whole song wasn't really something we like and i don't want people thinking that us uh us choosing not to react to something because we know we're not gonna like it doesn't mean that we're trying to avoid backlash it's more like why should i bother producing a video that you're not gonna like yeah and if it's gonna it. also be a waste of my time i don't i don't really want to bother wasting both of our time i mean um exactly you know yeah. but but we're still honest about that song in k, k monthly, monthly so yes. the honesty is still there the whether we there. we skipped out on the i mean we've gotten small backlash on k monthly for like our opinions and it's too. gonna happen because you know uh youtubers having opinions like some people can't handle that I and guess. like the, the another good thing with k monthly is that even though we we get small backlash it's since k monthly isn't dedicated to just that one video it's not like a huge influx of backlash that we've gone for certain videos um like hate comments which is like another thing that for example if you want to be a youtuber is something you kind of have to deal with because there's been you know people always ask youtubers like not even just k-pop youtubers but other youtubers in general how do you handle hate comments and even though we are a small channel compared to like bigger channels we obviously still get an influx of hate comments depending on the group yeah so sometimes like we'll either reply with sass which we which we've done with i think we're trying to get better at but it's hard to when people make assumptions about you or they say really dumb things about you you obviously get defensive it's hard not to defend yourself no of course not. Especially if you when... if someone comes to me and states something that isn't true i'm going to defend no of course myself. of course um i guess it's it depends, depends on, on how, how you, you do yeah, it right, yeah. we started this channel we were like what 19 20 at the time your personality at 20 versus 26 changes drastically you know i've i have had um history with uh my harsh personality in the past and how i say things and i am very aware of that and i've worked on it and maybe i'm still a little harsh with how i say things but i'm not <laughs> as bad as i used to be and that also that goes into how we reply to youtube comments more so back then we were very active with how we would reply yeah we would reply to like almost everything and we like replying the comments because it keeps everything interactive like i don't i don't like the idea of having a YouTube channel and not replying to comments because it's like I'm putting up content, but I'm not yeah interacting with my with my my viewers, and I want it to feel like it's not just me on screen. Like I'm there all the time, and we can talk yeah. elsewhere. Like I'm a normal person, and I can reply to you. I feel like more so now we we reply 
uh, less often or we reply more... We just reply scarcely. Like, it depends on if too. we have something to say to now, that commenter. Now, if you say something rude, yeah. I will I will bring that energy back towards you. Like, that uncalled for, like, comments. Which we, we get a lot. And we get, like, a variation of hate comments. Like, it's not just one thing. Obviously, you have, like, the whole, you know, if we didn't like the comeback... Or or we did or we don't even say we say one little thing that like offends people and it's like you hate this group you hate this so one big example was BTS's Dynamite we said we loved the song I like the song we I made a whole that. I did a whole vocal cover the of that song the entire reaction we were having a good yeah time. we had a good time we obviously know the members so we do have a connection to BTS because we were all really big fans back then we only said one thing about the vocal processing which we had a lot of comments that agreed with us a lot of people saying yes I agree the vocal processing is still too much it kind of takes away from the song we said one thing about the vocal processing not that the song was bad we said we liked the song we said mm-hmm. we love the bubbliness the funkiness it's it's our style but people were like coming at us for like they were making it sound like we just hate bts like we hate the song it was i was like are you guys serious yeah you say one thing and you hate the group automatically apparently like you cannot have any type of criticism for a group that you like because you automatically apparently hate them it could literally be a group i love for example nct dream yeah i love nct with all my heart. Am I extremely happy with the direction NCT Dream has gone into? Not exactly. But the moment NCT Dream uh, kind of changed their style, I was upset about it. And apparently I hate NCT because of it. How dare you? And I'm like, no, I love NCT so much, but I wasn't a fan of certain songs. And that's okay. It's okay to not like songs that your favorite groups come out with like that is totally okay it's happened to us all the time it it happens all the time and we're very vocal about it like but people still think you're so biased blah 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 blah. and i'm like no there's a lot of groups i love that i've criticized on my my channel openly you just don't watch all their videos yeah yeah going back to dynamite or like videos like that where we say one thing people do generalize and say well, why do you still react to this group if you hate them so much? First of all, we don't hate them. We don't hate the group. Second of all, it's my channel. I can react to whatever I want. And because I still do like this group in some way or, like, or another, I'm knows, gonna react. You never know sometimes. It's happened to us a lot too. Like it happened to us with SF9, Uptension, where we don't necessarily like their first releases. Yeah. Or be like, ah, I didn't like this debut or like this comeback. And then they release something that is so good that you end up falling in love. It happened to us with ATs. We did not care about ATs when they came out. We mm-hmm. were like, and Stray yeah, Kids. whatever. And Stray Kids. We were like, oh, Stray Kids even more. We were like, this is for not a while too. For a bit. And that, Stray Kids is the perfect example because we've reacted to the yeah, majority the, of the releases think, yeah even from the beginning yeah, yeah from the have. beginning and we didn't like like a good handful of them until like i liked mito and then mito was like the opening over door. time we like stray kids i mean they've honestly the music has changed over time but they're a perfect example of there might be one point a song you're gonna love from this group even if you didn't like them so like people say well stop reacting to this group if you don't like them like yeah but what if what if we I do? I miss the reaction of the song that I love. Yeah, we did that. That happened with SF9. Yeah, With Easy, easy love. love. We didn't react to Easy Love. We didn't love. react to Easy Love. Because we, we assumed so we weren't going to like it. And then we were like... And then we liked, and then <laughs> we we're then we like, liked damn. SF, then we liked SF9 after that. So, like, yeah. I'm not going to just stop reacting to something because I 
wasn't feeling it because that one time. Can't. Instead of telling me to not react to something, how about you just don't you watch, don't our, watch video. our videos? Yeah. No one's telling you to watch our videos. Or leave a comment. But I can do whatever I want on my channel. Exactly. If you don't like our reactions, don't watch it. Like, that's just the thing. Like, yeah. point blank period. But I you're going to get people like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think another funny, if you do have a channel with another person, like, me and Amanda, obviously, this channel <laughs> is me and her. We get a lot of hate comments of, like, people hating one over the other. Majority of the time, it's people hating Amanda and liking <laughs> me. Like, they'll be like, oh, I hate the girl with the short hair. Um, I wish this channel was just the girl with the long hair or longer hair, I guess, now. But the girl with the black hair, the girl with the glasses. I'm here like, y'all, I don't know how to edit <laughs> anything. <laughs> if I ran this channel on my own, it would be the most garbage channel. <laughs> Like, I'm nothing without Amanda, you know? So, like, it's funny when people... I mean, it sucks because I hate seeing people hate Amanda because they misinterpret her face. Or, yeah. you know, if she just doesn't like something, but I like something, it's okay for her not to like something. If anything, it shows that we have Different differing opinions. opinions, which is, it's good. Like, we're not all biased on the same thing. There's a lot of songs that I like that Amanda doesn't like, and that there's songs that Amanda likes that I don't like. Yeah, and I feel like that's what's great about our dynamic is that we... Even though we do have very similar taste in music, a lot of time we do like the same things and we yeah, like the yeah. same groups. But there are times we'll have different opinions, and I feel like that keeps it interesting. That yeah, because yeah, it's like you uh, get both sides. You get two opinions, so then if someone's watching, they're going to relate to one or the other yeah. person. But then if someone's watching, they're just going to hate the other person, yeah, too, if, they, if they're that type of person. But of course, we either yeah. like, obviously, like if someone hates Amanda... I usually go in and defend her. Or, or the other way around. Or like, you know, or the other way around. Or like, we just mostly just kind of ignore it. Because in the end, we're just kind of like, well, this channel is both of us. You're not going to get a channel with just one of yeah. us. So. And I'm like, I know. I got resting bitch face. I, I can't do it's anything. Okay. I, I can't you. do anything about that. That's just my face, man. So that's one thing that we have to deal with, which is like, whatever. Another, we just have like, here written like, hate comments that we get. Because it's just like things we talk about all the time but another one that we get that I, I feel like is the most hilarious one to me is the you're talking too much or like i can't hear the music over you talking and i'm like well one you know if you want to hear the song go watch the official video yeah and two it's a reaction i'm obviously gonna talk like we try not to talk too much for like to hear the song but obviously we get excited sometimes, sometimes. we shush each other like, yeah sometimes it, we'll be like, it happens but it's either it's one or the other you're talking too much or this is boring you're not doing have anything. we gotten that one yeah huh yeah like this is boring you're not saying anything blah blah and i'm like you need to pick a side man yeah you want to yeah. listen to the song go watch the video you want to watch a reaction here we are you know here we are to the talk. reaction is our reaction, our thoughts during the video. Yeah. Do not be concerned if I didn't catch every single second. You didn't second. catch this memory. If I didn't one catch part. every single second of this video or song on the first listen, guess what? I'm gonna watch it again. I'm gonna listen to it again. You don't gotta be concerned about that. You might find out in another video later that. I love the song after hearing it 50 times because it might be on a Kate Countdown so or something. You know what's oh, a good example of that one is God Seven's Never Ever. I feel like when we first reacted to it, I was like, man, I ain't really feeling this song. And now I love that song. Oh, there's a lot of songs <laughs> I that, love like that, that, song. that were like, that were like about hey. at first. And then I'm like, no, you know what a good example? Salmi's what Oh, what you're for. waiting for. Yes. That reaction we did get some flack for because we were both kind of like, eh, this song's whatever. Now when that song starts, I'm like, turn that. 
up. Yeah, Turn it up. I I'm, really do. I'm ready to that get lit. That song really grew on me, and that's normal for a song to grow on you. Like, you can't expect everyone to like or dislike a song on the first listen. There's songs that we liked on first listen and ended up not liking later. Yeah, and then I'm like, why did I like yeah, this song? Yes, it happens. It happens. It, like, your first impression of something can be completely false. Yeah. So I, I just wish, you know, people were a little more understanding of the fact that it's our first reaction, because honestly, there are reactors out there. That watch the videos beforehand, and then yeah, and, and give fake. you, and then they'll give you a fake reaction after, like yeah. that, that happens. happens, so that they can appeal to the crowd and get a lot of views. Other comments that we tend to get in general are like when we make our countdowns, people will be like, "Why is this song not on the list?" Even though we do disclaimers all the time in the countdowns, because we'll always be like, "This is based off our opinion." If something's not on the list. Or even in K monthly, if something's not on the list, we don't. It's one we don't. Have, we don't have much to talk about, or like we didn't like it that much. Yeah. Depending on what the K countdown is, or the or the monthly. And yeah, we just try to explain it all the time. Like if things are not on a list, and people still ask us, and we'll be like, well, maybe if you watch the beginning of the video, please watch the video. No, my favorite thing is when people are like, "Where's this?" and it was in the video, and they missed it. Yeah. It's because I think people really they do, people skip around. They skip the through the video, yeah. and like if you sit down and just watch the whole video, yeah, like you'll you will know you'll get all the key. You'll points. know there was a disclaimer. You'll know what everything on the list was yeah and maybe you all get too angry about it. it in the end though for me like it doesn't bother me too much because sometimes i like making people feel like yeah you're dumb for not watching <laughs> yeah it's true especially if they're being rude about it and then like you call them out and they're like i think whoops i'm like well that's you look like an ass because... i think um commenters don't realize that Sometimes they make comments, probably think they're so proud of the comment they made. And, like, then, we're like, and then they don't realize the, the person receiving the comments probably making fun of them for it. Like it kinda becomes oh, sure. it kinda becomes a joke for us when I someone like leaves a silly comment like I that. I think that's how we cope with hate comments. Yeah. We'll just joke about it because we're like, at the end of the day, these people are usually wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, it is what it is. Like we're not gonna let these people get to us because they're they're like we they're no faces. Like we put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. And so, at the end of the day, my name, my face, everything everything's is on out the internet. There. My opinion, but you're hiding behind an idol's name and face with an opinion that's, that's not even true. Yeah, because you miss the facts. I feel like it's one of the things about starting a channel in general is that you have to be very, very like <laughs> ready. <laughs> not ready, but like also just like you can't let people get to you. Like yeah. you cannot let hate comments get to you because then they like they win, you know, in the end. And like yeah. you don't want those people to win. And sometimes like some of these comments might sound kind of like silly, but there are people who leave really mean oh, yeah. comments. We've like, gotten really mean like, comments. Mean comments, especially about like our sexuality yeah. and stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay, my favorite we're wait, gay. We didn't and- write this this isn't written on here. But, like, one of my favorite comments of all time is when we react to boy groups. Oh. And obviously, me and Amanda, people think we're, like, straight-up lesbians. <laughs> me and Amanda are, like, pansexual. So we, it doesn't matter what the gender is or, like, whatnot, we, we find both sexes attractive. So when we react to boy groups, obviously, depending on the boy group, we're like, oh, my God, this guy is high. Or, like, oh, my God, like, he can do anything to me. Yo, whatever. <laughs> Thirsty-ass comments we make. <laughs> And we get comments of people being like, what? How? I thought you guys were lesbian. Like, but like kind of rudeness. It's like, how do you like boy groups when you're lesbians? Mind you, we've we've never really said like full on that we're like, le- like I'll make jokes. I'll be like, yeah, I'm lesbian. But <laughs> um, we never really are like, yeah, we're les- straight up lesbians. So it's so funny when people think that like we're like, they find it so weird that we react to boy groups that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we've stated multiple times that we like boy groups like in that way like there's members that we're like attracted to the you know? funny thing is that we've reacted that way to boys the from beginning. the get-go yeah, yeah. and like some of our favorite groups and ultimate biases are, are, guy are men yeah. 
And we've been very open about it. Yeah, before. but it's funny because we'll just get some comments like that and we'll be like, newsflash. Yeah, so I'm like, we, we appreciate both, <laughs> if yeah. anything. And, but that, uh, going into that, people also make comments saying, you hate girl groups or you hate boy groups. You only react to the other one. Like, people will comment on, like, a girl group reaction. Be like, you only react to girl groups. Why do you hate boy groups so much? Like, or the other way around. Like, literally get the same comments. And I'm like, if you look at our reactions, we're pretty. They're pretty even on boy groups and girl groups. Like, there's no more girl groups than boy groups. Yeah, maybe there are a lot of boy groups we do skip out reactions because they might do. There's girl groups we skip out, too. There are. There are. But, like, a lot of boy groups like to do, like, the hard-hitting hip-hop concept that we're not fans of, so we don't react to them. But there are girl groups that do, uh, like, overly quirky, uh, maybe concepts that we're also not fans of, so we skip out. We react pretty evenly. We so skip I don't out to everyone that. equally. Yeah. Just one more of the hate comments that we get is the SM biased comment. <laughs> Which we get that a lot because, one, we're very open about how much we love SM groups. Not only that, but we're very open XOLs. It sounds funny. It's like, is there closeted XOLs? The way I say <laughs> it, but we're very open about like the groups we stand, um, the fact that we love SM groups because of, of how they do music. Oh, we have a Red Velvet poster behind us when we react. We have an, a Beckham poster that's there. I have EXO tattoos, etc. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, especially when it comes to BTS, or big hit, I think, in general. Um, a lot of times they're like, oh, you guys are just SM biased. So you autom- like a lot of people use us being XOLs as the reason why we hate BTS. Me being an XO fan has nothing to do with Wait, me. We don't hate BTS. I say I well when, when they say assumption. Hate, their assumption of us hating BTS. Um, they'll automatically just be like, Oh, you guys hate BTS because of your XOL. Or they'll they'll reply to other people's comments and be like, What do you expect from They're XOLs? XOLs. And yeah. I'm like, Oh my god, stop using so that as an excuse. Us being, us being XOLs has literally nothing to do with how we view any anyone's music, especially yeah. I guess big hit if people want to use that as an example because that is you know, the whole fandom more is whatever. Back in my day, it was YG that they used it against you. Back, back in my day. <laughs> Not big <Yeah>. hit. <laughs> but, you know, with the whole fandom wars, people automatically assume we hate BTS because we're XOLs. I was literally, like, I had a Rat Monster sweater, BTS posters. Like, I've seen BTS live. Mm-hmm. Me being an XOL, and I've been an XOL obviously longer than I've liked BTS. Yeah. Me being an XOL has nothing to do with how I view BTS. Yeah. Like, I still love their earlier albums. Like, I jam to their earlier stuff and even some of their recent stuff. So, it's just funny when people assume that we don't like groups because we're biased to a company's groups. That has nothing to do with anything. We just, no. we just love SM's music. We love how their take on music and how their groups pull it off. But that doesn't mean that we hate other groups for that reason. Yeah, like, I just think people, like, that's just their go-to because they'll watch... It's easy, it's easy. No, but they'll also come watch our reaction, have never seen a video on our channel in their lives, and they're just like, let me make this assumption about these two girls based on the poster behind them. Mind you, we have other posters in our room. And they're like, oh, an EXO poster? That's why. Like, and, and mind you, there was nothing even in the reaction that, that, pro- that, that we probably even said that showed that we would hate bts like mind you like this is kind of like the the dynamite one where we just said oh we love the song blah 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 vocal processing is a little too much but we love the song and they'll be like what do you expect they're xols and like what yeah what's wrong that was like (laughs) i know you said this is the last thing you wanted to say but i wanted to mention um which countdown was it recently someone was like this is biased 
That was our favorite songs of 2020. Okay, so on our... Which automatically the title and we, the disclaimer yeah. is our favorite songs. Literally the disclaimer before any countdown is, this is our favorite songs. It's opinions. Music is subjective. Da, 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 da. Blah, 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 blah. You can have different songs on your list. Totally okay. Yeah, totally fine. Of course, a countdown like that is biased yeah, and not objective. We legitimately got a comment saying, I know this is your opinion, but... It's very biased and not objective. Tell me how that sentence makes sense. You cannot say opinion and your but it's biased and not objective in the same sentence. That is literally the most contradicting statement I've ever seen in a comment. That was like my favorite comment for like a month. That was so <laughs> funny. I yeah, was like we were like, well, shocked. obviously if it's our favorite songs, it's automatically biased because it's what we like. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've mentioned multiple times music is subjective. Like people cannot like one song, you could like another song, whatever. It's music. It's also, an op- music is opinionated. Looking at the list, it's not that biased because there's a lot of stuff that made it on, on like my top 10 yeah, that same. were from artists that are not my Our favorite favorites. groups. I had God's Menu at number five. Yes, you, you know did. why? Because God's Menu was just that powerful. You had God's Menu over majority of the EXA releases yeah. of that so year. So what does that tell that you? That shows you're not biased. It means that you are taking your biasness away and looking at what you like. If if anything, if you t- look at our number one, Everglow's not really a group that we've oh, no. that we're really like huge fans of. Like we're casual listeners, but La Di Da for us unbiasedly was the best if anything everglow is an example of a group that we didn't like from the beginning and reacted to and we liked and then eventually started liking but we didn't skip out imagine if we would have skipped out on on, oh my gosh on on dun dun at least or lottie because i would have been so mad lottie you could tell from the teaser it was totally it was good yeah but dun dun had kind of like a similar everglow like feel from like adios and whatever but that song i really really liked so i'm glad we didn't skip that reaction because i really enjoyed that song so like that's just another example that is that was i know we're like really feeling this because it's something i think we're like venting because this is something we talk about we Honestly, I think we wanted to make a YouTube video about this once, and it never happened. Which we still could, but... But this is a good way to let it all out. If you made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> if you do want to start a YouTube channel, this is some examples of the types of no, comments um, you might get. No, if you do start a channel too, and you ever get frustrated, it's always good to maybe, like, if you have, a, like, a good friend or something to kind of get things off your chest. It's yeah. good to talk things out because instead of, like... Sometimes it's not always the best to, like, publicly get mad. Yeah. Because let's say you do get big, whatever. Luckily, me and Amanda are so small and irrelevant that, like, people don't really cancel us because we're not relevant. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes it's good to just uh, vent with your friends, too, instead of just publicly being mad. So if things ever do bother you, you could always message us, too, and just be like, I got this comment. And I'll be like, girl, don't listen to them. <laughs> it's not worth it. Another thing with the YouTube channel is also like misconceptions, which I think obviously we kind of briefly talked about as we kept talking, you know, about views and money and like the fake reactions or whatever. Um, We've gotten people thinking we watch videos prior because they're like, how do you know? One of my favorite examples of this, one of my all time favorite examples is when we reacted to IU's 23. Oh, yes. She puts her face in the cake and we were like, haha, like we kind of already said, we're like, oh, she's going to put her face in the cake. Someone was like, oh my god, you guys already watched the video, like, you're being fake, because how did you know, blah, blah. She does that in the MVTC. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to us before, where, like, people will be like, how do you know a part of the melody of the chorus? Well, if you watch the MVTs are enough, you'll know the melody of the chorus. Or, like, when we recently reacted to Rosario, mm-hmm. Amanda already made a disclaimer in the beginning that she had listened to the album. She already listened to Rosario. She did not know the video. Yeah. She only heard the song. I didn't hear the song, so, but I knew CL's tagline because it was yeah. in the MV teaser. 
So someone was like, you're faking the reaction to it, like Amanda. And then Amanda was like, well, if you watch the video, you would know that I said I already heard the song from the album. Multiple times. Multiple times. times. Yeah. So Amanda already knew the song. But again, people don't like to watch from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And they just make clowns of themselves. But that's one thing, like a misconception. Or they'll be like, oh, you know, for views or whatever. But like, majority views. of the time, like, <laughs> people are like, oh, you guys are just posting this for like views or the money. And no, like, my favorite We don't get thing, money or anything no, from No, but I this. love when people say, you only did this for views and it's literally on a video that has like 5,000 views. Views they get. That's not a lot of views. Views they get. Or not, money. That's not a lot of views. You'd be yeah, like, oh, money. you guys are just doing this Y'all for money. Know. I'm like, we don't Y'all make that know much money off. The majority of reactions get copyrighted, right? Yeah. Like, we get no money. It's really hard to avoid copyright on YouTube, especially nowadays. Yeah. But when you are putting a reaction video, you put the entire, the video, the visuals, the yeah. MV, and the whole song, like you talking over it, doesn't really isn't cover gonna it, mask yeah. it even if you have the video on there and you mirror it and you like like sometimes when a video gets blocked entirely i do have to go in and re-edit and i chop up the whole video to, to at least get the reaction up if a video is copyrighted you're barely making anything on it like yeah. we don't make a lot of money on youtube we, we really do we not you do it for the money you do it for the views i'm like no i do it because i love k-pop and I want to share my opinion on something. Yeah, and we like interacting with people who also agree or if people agree with us. It's, it's cool because then they'll also be like, oh, I thought I was the only one that felt this way. And I'm like, no, no, like, we got you. We also feel that way, too. And then fake reactions. Like, we don't fake our, rea- our reactions. So when we're honest, people, a lot of people have always told us that they like our honesty because yeah. it's nice to see people have a different opinion, especially when it's, like, a big group release, like, a popular group where a lot of people tend to be, like, they just like it because they know they'll get the views. Um, we are like, no, we're going to be honest. If we didn't like certain parts or if there, things could have been better in our opinion, then we'll, yeah. we'll state and people will be like, oh, thank you, because I also feel this way, you know? I think that that's a good uh, way to go into, like, what keeps us motivated to keep Yeah, I was literally going to say that. Yeah, I was because like, we, we talked about, very in-depth, about all this, the dumb comments we get, right? Yeah, super And in-depth. you would think, <laughs> like, that, that does discourage you. If anything, it's not the comments that really discourage me too much. It's more like all the work I put into making these videos and not really getting the same reception back that's discouraging. Um, but in the end, like, it is really motivating when we do get comments like that that say, like, I really like you guys because you're honest and you look like genuine K-pop fans. And that makes me happy because I feel like there are a lot of YouTubers out there that aren't honest and they just do it because K-pop is trendy. Well, and it's and so, it a lot sucks. of people start their K-pop YouTube channels like being fresh. And I don't think there's a lot of uh, like veteran K-pop fans like us that are on YouTube Besides actively like anymore. Yeah. Like those are more of But like, but he's like one of the OGs that's still kicking, but all those other OGs, I don't know where they are. Yeah. I think for us it sucks when you see like new people like open their channel like five months and they already have like a hundred thousand subs. Yeah. And they only react to the popular stuff. You know, and it's for us it's like yeah, it's disheartening. A lot of times we're like, Oh, like, what's the point? But for me, like what keeps me motivated is definitely like the positive comments and especially the people that are like like commenters that we know are like loyal subs i guess like are like there's there's commenters that we know or like we already know who they are because they have been following us since the beginning and they're always active and they always tell us how much they appreciate us so that definitely helps when you get really sweet comments or people being like you know uh you guys are my favorites because you guys do this this and this so it definitely keeps us motivated to like continue despite us still being a small channel i mean I'm here like, man, we got 52K. That's pretty rad. Like, you know, I think it's pretty rad. Like, we know a lot of people 
in our friends' groups that they have YouTube channels and they work really hard on their channels. And, you know, sometimes they're, like, they're not getting the numbers they see. So I, I feel, like, fortunate in a sense that, like, we do have a decent amount. Maybe it not, may not be crazy and we might still feel small compared to other people. But I'm, like, you know, 52, like, that's that's pretty badass. When we tell people, they're always, like, that's awesome. And we're, like, yeah, like, it makes me feel happy. Yeah. I think another thing that also keeps me, like, wanting to continue is the the fact that, like, you don't see a lot of, female same-sex couples in the k-pop community um i do see a lot of like okay uh gay youtubers but they're mostly like maybe men i think it's we kind of do stand out that we are a a couple that's been together for seven years Woo! we just celebrated our seventh year anniversary and um we weren't just a couple that found K-pop randomly and made a channel about it. We became a couple through K-pop. Mm -hmm. K-pop was like a very important part of our relationship existing. Yeah. And then we made a channel based on our mutual love for K-pop. So, you know, I I feel like showing that to to other people who similarly are like same-sex couples that found each other through k-pop like they tell us all the time like you know yeah it makes me really happy yeah too. that they thank us for being open and sharing our story and that they hope that they have like a long relationship like us and stuff so like that really motivates me to kind of keep our face in the community for that reasoning because i do want to be known for that as well yeah yeah, as always, like we say, you know, we get disheartened sometimes. And you might get disheartened, especially if you do start a K-pop YouTube channel now. It's a very oversaturated yeah. market. It's not like like how we mentioned Dre. Like, in earlier K-pop YouTube, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of people. So, like, it definitely was better to start back then. Even for us, we started in 2015. And that, that still was, like, a little late in the game. Because it was already a good amount of K-pop YouTubers. E Today it's even worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot. But if you do start a K-pop YouTube channel. I would say like just try not to get disheartened. And just if you do want to make creative videos. Like go ahead. And you know eventually you will gain an audience. Because it happens. And it's okay to try different things. Because yeah. we've done a lot of segments. Mm -hmm. In the past. And we've revamped it. We've either stopped it. Or changed it completely. Or tried new things. And it takes a while to find what your niche is, yeah, you know, and for sure. and a lot of people find it over time and then they might get popular because it and it's a good idea to kind of do some research, see what isn't being done that you think you might be able to be the one to do. So definitely do some research. And and but my biggest advice is to be true to yourself, because I feel like um, in this oversaturated K-pop YouTube community, we really do need more people that are true to themselves and their craft and what they like and such. I, I, I don't know if it would be hard to do it by yourself because I've never done this like by myself. It's always been me and Nat. I do, I do think seeing from experience people who do YouTube channels in large groups, it's very difficult to maintain, especially if you don't live together. Uh, unless you follow, like, you guys have a schedule. Like, I've seen some of the, the dance crews down here, like, big dance crews I've seen have been really consistent to, and I'm always like, man, how do y'all do it? Yeah. Um, I think it's, like, the commitment. You all have to be in the same level of a commitment, and you all have to make a schedule. Like, okay, let's meet up these days. Like, w when are you free from work if you are with people that work? Like, yeah. see their work schedules. Like, what days can work? You make sacrifices. Let's film at night if that's the best for everyone. 
you know. But if, you all yeah, have to be equally dedicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if definitely. you're not all equally dedicated, it's never gonna happen. Especially if you don't live together. Because me and Amanda are fortunate that we live together. No, but even though we live together, we still uh, yeah. Well, can't even. <laughs> sometimes we can't manage like because we're tired. <laughs> yeah, because we're tired and we have other things to do. Like yeah, yeah. it is hard. No, but, but you I gotta mean, set aside yeah, time for it. But still, for us, it is a little easier because we do live together. So like, we'll be like, all right, let's just react to this. Let's go to the bedroom right now and react. Um, obviously, for people that are in big groups, so they do things with their friends, they have to meet up. Um, so if you do end up, if you do want to do a channel with other people, um, yeah, just make sure you're all Keep dedicated together. Like you cannot have someone who's less dedicated because then that will ruin the channel. But if you're doing a solo channel, you know, yeah. I think the perks of that is you could do whatever you want. And you don't it's just have you to, yourself and you. Yeah, you don't have to like worry about the opinion of someone else who you you're partnered with or whatever. Thankfully. Me and Natalie are usually uh, on the same boat. same page, and since yeah. I'm the editor, she kind of oh yeah, she's just like yeah, do whatever you want. I'm not making a, a what would I make an opinion on editing? I, I, I don't you, know. I ask you for a second opinion sometimes when I make something. I'm like, what do you think of this? But you usually say that looks, looks great. Good. Yeah, because like, I can't do any of that. Like it looks good to me. Like what I make seems to be something you like. So you don't really care. <laughs> not that I don't care. I just don't. No, I, I don't have you, much to say. You um, trust me. I do trust you. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, definitely having a channel, I feel like, has not only given us, like, a new set of skills and also just opened doors for us in the sense of, like, working for anime conventions, like, doing panels because they do see our content and they'll be like, hey, you guys know what you're doing. Like, can you do panels for us? But it's also just, like, we've changed a lot as K-pop fans and being, you know, being really, um, even though it's been, like, basically 10 years, we're still on top of K-pop. Like, we haven't lost, like, even yeah. being updated with K-pop. So it definitely changed um, as K-pop fans over time, as we've mentioned. Like, we're a little less invested in certain groups, but in the end, we're still invested in K-pop. Yeah, we're still invested in K-pop, but I don't yeah. allow myself to get too emotionally attached to too many groups Especially. at the same time anymore. Like, I have my same set of groups that are still together, thank God. Um, and then, like, I'll get emotionally attached to maybe One a couple. Group, like, you yeah. got emotionally attached to Luna, Luna yeah. and I'm getting super emotionally attached to NCT. I know you also. Oh, like, yeah, I'm I just, love I, like, especially in 2020, I felt like a lot more attached to them. Well, it's funny. It's funny when I'm here, like, man, I won't get into any new groups, whatever. Or I'll, I'll watch them, but I don't think I'll get into them. But then, like, I don't know, man, sometimes these groups come out of nowhere, like Luna. They're just like, oh, you say that? <laughs> Hi, and it's like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, like NCT. I mean, usually SM groups were a bit more like we get a little bit extra more attached to SM groups because we tend to like their their group lineups. But with NCT too, it's like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh boy, sign me up. But I'll just like casually like. But we still up. casually like a lot and of like, groups. You know, I casually when, like When a lot things of happen to the groups that we casually like, we still feel pain and stuff yeah man i i just don't want to allow myself to get too hurt yeah. and too attached because the, the groups that we are still very attached to right now like i you know yeah one thing happens to them if, and if like, one thing happens uh, it's, oh, like I, we've been through so much with k-pop groups that i feel a little numb to it yeah but i still don't want to go through it so it's definitely changed us as k-pop fans but in the end if you've made it this far and if you've listened to this whole spiel of having a youtube channel and just like how we <laughs> go through it we hope that it doesn't deter you from having a channel one. Because I know we like kind of like vent or complain about certain things. But in the end, we still like doing it. And it's still a hobby that we enjoy a lot. 
So if you do want to have a channel and you you know you listen to us and you're like okay this is how it kind of goes then yeah. I suggest you totally go for it because it's definitely a cool thing to do like, especially if you, it's cool to have a channel especially if you you do feel like you get somewhere with it it kind of feels like your baby like yeah, you yeah. feel proud of it and you're even if you know, I'm proud of it if you're not like super huge you're still proud of it and your accomplishments and just at the end of the day keep in mind that there are however many people are subscribed to you that care about you like. 52k people actually subscribe to us and watch our videos and care like a whole bunch of people like me for what i put on youtube and that makes me happy yeah that makes me happy too it's something that i still want to keep doing even forever who knows how long but forever forever <laughs> until we're even when we'll we're a hundred years old oh, we'll i don't have... know if i'll make it that far what kind of groups would be out at that time <laughs> oh god i don't even ah, want to know it'll be robots like actual ai Dun dun dun. Anywho, um, so that wraps up our podcast episode for this week. Thank you guys for listening to us just go on and on and on. But if you guys did listen to this episode, thank you so much. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, K Junkies. That's what this whole episode's about. Yep. So definitely yep, yep, yep. and you should definitely um you know follow us on Instagram, K underscore junkies. And we also have our personal Instagrams linked to that as well. You can also follow us on Twitter, which is the same tag as our personal Instagram handles. Also, you can check out our Patreon page. We recently kind of changed up the prices on our tiers. So you guys should definitely check out our tiers and see which one interests you. You can get benefits on our videos and our podcast episodes. So definitely check it out and join a tier and support us because as we said we are a small youtube channel and we try our bestest see you guys later bye, bye.